Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Wide Array of Sports Takes podcast. I'm Andrew DiStefano and today is uh, September 3rd. Actually, it's the fourth episode of the podcast. My apologies. Um, today we're going to cover defense and kickers. This is going to be a short one. I uh, I don't really value defense and kickers. I don't think you should either. I believe that the person that always drafts the first defense in like round 14 or 15 instead of getting a Flex option is pretty much throwing away their season. There's no reason why you should draft the defense first before everyone else. Um, last two rounds reserved for defense and kicker, unless you really, really, truly believe that you are getting a steal at running back or wide receiver to uh, round out your team. I think it's a really silly thing to do to be like, oh, I want to get the top defense in round 14 or 15, so I get them. Like, that's not worth it. Because even looking at this, you know, I broke it down in my WordPress uh, article. I mean, I didn't do projections or anything. It's just a simple rankings kind of to recap what I'm going to say here. Um, The defenses, I think there are only two that are very elite. It's the Steelers and 49ers, without a doubt. I think those two are the top two defenses in the league. Um, They're going to get turnovers. They're going to have easy schedules. There's no reason to... um, not think they're the top two. So I guess if you are on your snake draft and you are picking first overall, then you probably have the first pick of the second round. I would be taking a defense. The best defense available is either the Steelers or 49ers. Um, If those guys are gone already, because obviously people are taking defenses earlier than they should. There's a handful of other defenses I think that are worth rostering to um, say to yourself, I'm going to pick these t- this these teams, and you can go a long way with them. Just know that they're not the elite options, and then when their bye week comes, you drop them for somebody else, and you hope you can pick them back up or some team also in this range when you're done. Um, those are the Ravens, Bills, Patriots, Vikings, Rams. Those five teams are the five teams that I would say, okay, I want to pick these defenses. When their bye week comes, I'd drop them. After that, I have like 10 teams listed, or just around 10 teams listed, ranging from the Saints to the Browns. Um, These are matchup-based, so when it comes to your bye week for one of your better defenses, you drop them and you say, okay, which one of these teams probably has the best matchup? Are they playing against a garbage offense? That's who you want to pick up. Maybe you get a couple good weeks out of them and then you pick up a better defense when someone drops them for the same reason you are. Um, And towards the end of the season, maybe, you know, come playoff time, if you really, if you've been playing the matchup game, which I do often, you may want to draft, pick a good defense and trade one trade for one or um you know in a dynasty league trade for a good defense just to have you know trade a draft pick or whatever and it'll really help your team you know those couple points that make a difference in the playoffs but don't mean anything in the first 10 weeks of the regular season um kickers kickers last pick of the draft for 90 percent of people um Somebody takes a kicker in the second round always. It makes sense. I mean, if you're not going to get one of the elite defenses, I guess get an elite kicker. I approach kickers the same way as defenses. Sometimes I don't even really even have a projection for my kickers. And um, I just randomly say a name. 
And for the first couple of weeks, I just have a kicker. I don't even, it's usually like Dan Bailey or somebody that I just know, oh, he used to be good. He's still a kicker. Because the difference between a bad kicker and a good kicker is five, six points a week, but that could make a difference depending on how poorly you might have drafted in hindsight. Um, the most consistent kicker is Justin Tucker. He's been the top kicker in the league the last 10 years, pretty much. Um, the other two that are elite, in my opinion, are Harrison Butker and Will Lutz, Saints and Chiefs. Um, Lutz is with the Saints and Butker's with the Chiefs, respectively. So those three are the elites. I would take them. And then if you take them, you may want to hang on to them and um, pick up second kickers the weeks of their bye weeks, the same as like Steelers, 49ers, defenses. You may want to carry two defenses for a week and drop that second tight end that no one probably wants or that fifth running back that no one probably is going to want or you're probably never going to play. Um after the top three kickers, there's a few that I would say round out your the top nine, which is kind of odd. There's a drop-off after the ninth kicker to where it goes from Chris Boswell to Zane Gonzalez, and there, there's, there's a significant gap there. So you want to get either Gold, Zerlin, Prater, Young Hoku, Seibert, or uh, Boswell. Um, those names you're going to want to remember because those are the kickers that have value um, above all other kickers, except the top three, obviously. And then you pick one of those guys, and just like the defense I was saying earlier, when it comes to bye week, you drop them. You drop them for, I have a couple other kickers to consider during bye weeks. Pick one of those kickers up, and then you kind of wait it out, and when people drop kickers, you just, it's a game of musical chairs and fill in the blank of, you know, whichever kicker to finish your team with, um, you know, the cherry on top, if you will. Um, those guys are Zane Gonzalez, Dan Bailey, Jake Elliott, and Jason Myers. Those guys all have had good seasons in the past, except Zane Gonzalez. Zane Gonzalez is kind of a surprise up there. Um, but Elliott, Bailey, and Myers all have been top kickers in the past. Um, Myers, I think even last year or the year before, he was a top kicker. So. I think the last two years he's been a top kicker, but now he's playing for the Seahawks. And I mean, they have a good offense, but I, I for some reason, they must not think he's going to do that well. I don't think he's going to do that well. So, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, if you want to make sure you save this list for some reason, if you feel like, oh, I need to kind of remember who the kickers and defenses are worth drafting, um, I have it on, like I said, my WordPress page. It was today's article. I put up if you'd like to give it a look it's not too in-depth or different than what i've already said um to recap that the elite defenses are the steelers 49ers elite kickers are will lutz justin tucker and harrison butker those five entities are better than the rest um there is a second tier of players that are worth hanging on to until their bye weeks and then after that you kind of got a handful of players or defenses and you got to play by matchup and try and play musical chairs to get those positions back and the players that you want in those positions on your roster. Um, so that's pretty much that for defense kickers. I did want to kind of mention, I'm going to probably start talking about NASCAR and esports. I think 
once this um, fantasy football recap rankings thing is done, uh, tomorrow's uh, running backs. I still have to figure out where I'm going to put Leonard Fournette now that he's with the Bucks. Um, Kamara not playing. I mean, crap. I don't know what to really do about that. I don't know if he's going to end up playing or not. And if not, then Latavius Murray, I have to move around in my rankings for tomorrow. Um, then you've got eSports is a big deal to me. It's huge. And Saturday and Sunday is a big day, especially for North America. We have our second, third place match between um, Team Liquid and Team Solo Mid. Both are going to Worlds uh, by the end of the month. The winner of that plays FlyQuest, which is our first, which is going to also go to Worlds, and they will be going against, I mean, whoever wins out of TLTSM to have the first seed, which matters because then they don't have to play the first seed of China, Korea, or Europe. And um, they do not want to play the first seed of China. That's They can't keep up with the, the Chinese players or the Korean players, for that matter. Or G2. I mean, it's a, it's a real... Uh, North America really struggles at Worlds. They've barely get out of group stage. And the team that always used to get out of group stage was C9, regardless of whether they were first, second, third, or a play-in team in the play-in bracket with a bunch of random teams from all around the world that are from smaller countries and things of that nature. So this will be the first year maybe we're not going to have them. I don't know if we'll make it past group stage or not. Um, so I'll go more into depth on that on uh, Saturday because I'm going to be watching that. If there's a Korean match early in the morning, European match at 11, and then a the North America match at 4. Um, I'll also be talking about NASCAR more in depth. The race, the playoffs start this week. They're racing at Darlington. It's throwback weekend. Usually they only race at Darlington once a year. This year, obviously, with the virus. They had to race there a couple times earlier this year just to get races in because it was nearby where a lot of the teams are located in the first place. And um, it's a very interesting track. It's kind of egg-shaped. Uh, the Lady in Black, they call it, because teams always run into the walls coming out of the turns because both ter- ends of the sorry, both ends of the track are not the same, hence the egg shape. So to get set up in one end, it's hard to get set up in the other end without hitting the walls sometimes, and then it causes causes the walls to be black and scuffed with rubber, thus the lady in black. So it'll be a big deal. Um, Hamlin and Harvick are clear-cut favorites going into the playoffs. I would guarantee them to go to Homestead almost, but who knows? This first set of races, there are 16 drivers in the playoffs. Bottom four worst performing drivers out of those 16 get knocked out. If you win, you're into the next round. So we'll see what happens. If you've listened this far by chance, please um, leave a comment. If you have any questions that you want me to answer tomorrow, um, I'll take them. I'll take any questions. I don't really care. Um, Disagreements, takes, criticism. I'd like to improve this if I can. So criticism is the only real way to do that. So. Thank you for listening, and I hope to have you back tomorrow to listen to my next episode.